We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings year nine of the golf picks on the Pat Mayo Experience, hoping for a better year, at least for me, in 2022. No more second place finishes. We need first place finishes that actually win. At least that's what my bank account would enjoy. It's a century tournament of champions, 2023 picks and preview the bets, the breakdown. Jeff Feinberg is here in studio with me, sir. Did you get your entry into the one and done while you were in Arizona? Yes, uh, I thought I did get an entry, and I have also gone into entries with some family or friends who don't live in the province of Ontario, who, you know, I'm going to be teammates with, which is perfect because I'm so bad at this. I lose interest. I stop making picks after the Masters. My money is free to all of you. Used to be. Now, because I'm banned from entering where I live, Pat, I have a support system to help me through this thing. And maybe I'll be able to stay on the strategy that we stress to other people that seems to work for other people, but I can never actually employ myself, which is just take good players. Don't overthink it. So when you get to September and August, 
Think about how many players this year you wouldn't have cared to have used, like a a Tom Kim, uh, even Seb Straka. Yeah, Seb Scott, Straka, Scott Taylor, Stallings, Scott Stallings, Taylor Montgomery. Like names will develop for you over the course of the year that you don't really need to hold on to people. You can maybe plot out majors if you really want to do that, but. I'd argue that's not even necessary. You'll be fine when you get to those weeks. I promise. And you'll have all the live guys to choose from because you can't use them any other week. If it really comes down to that and you need like, oh, I, I don't have Rory or Rob. Oh, I'll just use Dustin Johnson at this event. No big deal. Uh, if people want to get into the one and done, as Jeff said, in Ontario, you cannot play. But you know, maybe you know people in other places that can sign up. Michigan is the big one right now. When they converted over to legalized sports betting, they changed all the daily fantasy laws as well. So it just became unprofitable to pay like the outrage. They didn't, the same thing happened in Michigan. The same thing happened in Ontario. When they made the switch to legalized sports betting, what happened is they have an operator's fee in each of those places, but they didn't make a distinction between daily fantasy and sports betting. And while it's uber profitable to pay this like super high licensing fee to be in the sports betting business, when you take like 13% rake and that's all the money you can make in contests and you have to pay more than that in taxes, uh, it becomes somewhat unprofitable to run any contest when you go into it knowing that you're losing money. So that's the reason why certain places that used to be eligible for this contest are not. But maybe you know people in other places is all I'm saying. Maybe they can sign up for you. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, you figure that out. All right? Just give me some leads on it. But I do have some free entries to give away as I've been going through for the past week or so. Uh, FantasyGolfChampionships.com. The link is down in the description. For the one and done right now, you can have up to five entries. It's $125 for the year. That's like $4 a week. And you can win 50 k for first prize you can win 35k for second place but to get into the draw i'll be giving away the first of the free entries on wednesday's show DraftKings picks with tambo is uh, just screenshot me and send it to my twitter my email whatever it is that you already have an entry and hey you can get a second entry for free so the more entries we can get it's half full right now it doesn't start till the sony open so let's get as many entries in this as possible all right it's a real bad look for your guy pat mayo if this doesn't full the DraftKings listeners league also not full at the moment, although it just opened. That link is down in the description as well. Same as always, three max entry, $15 to play, and 5K to first, completely rake-free. So it's the best tournament on DraftKings. For golf, you and I were discussing it a little bit right before you came on about this is a nice soft launch for getting back into golf season. It's not like... It's not like the preseason of the NFL where it's like Hall of Fame game, preseason, no one plays. Week four, no one plays. Bye week, and it's like, it's week one. It's the Super Bowl of content in a weird way when it comes down to football. At least for golf, like, no one really cares about this tournament, but it's really nice to have on in the background at 9 p.m. It's freezing wherever you are. It looks beautiful in Hawaii. It's a nice, like, uh, casual. It's like you're going out for a beer after work, but just one, maybe one and a half, maybe two, but you're not spending all night at the bar drinking 14 and stumbling home drunk at four in the morning. No, this is a nice way to ease yourself back in to golf season. Then we got, like, the real deal next week at Sony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the real deal in terms of full field, and for me, that's more fun for the DFS purposes and, and that betting. sort of. Don't pretend and, like it's not betting. more yeah, fun you're with right. betting too. Long shot. Yo, you're right. It's more fun. Uh, and then some would say like real deal golf essentially starts at farmers uh, when we piggyback. But to your original point, it's like a bowl of chicken soup, Pat. To be able to watch golf when it's dark here at 4 o'clock, 4.45 in the afternoon, 
and the golf coverage essentially hasn't even started yet because it's coming on later. It's like a bowl of chicken soup. It just fills your soul in winter. I don't like commercials. They go to a lot of commercials, but just those shots of the ocean and the ambiance in Hawaii and like they pan off the golf course. It just, it makes you feel warm inside. It makes you feel right. Uh, even, even if you got a losing bet that just missed a five footer, those picturesque shots of Hawaii seem fabulous. And I always say from a golf spectator standpoint, I know it's, you know, going to Hawaii isn't cheap. This would probably be the best event to go to. You could get so close to these players on Thursday or Friday, and the crowds are barren, and it's the greatest field, unless you can afford going to Albany for the hero or something. Uh, But, yeah, it's nice to have golf back. We got star-studded field. You're essentially watching an event where, um, I don't know, it's like we're starting, how do you put this? These super small, finite players who can win the Masters outside of live players and Rory are all here. So yeah. let's go. Yeah, Rory is the only player who decided not to come. And this is an elevated event. The rules have changed a little bit. We discussed this on our preview show. So you can go back, watch the season preview, the majors preview, and then we all got together, 14 of us, to do the fantasy golf draft. That's all up on Mayo Media Network right now. So I recommend that you go check that out if you have any interest in this sort of thing. Or you just enjoy the visual of watching Kenny smoke cigs on camera. I mean, either way, it's a big win for everyone. But there's like four elevated events this year, and the top players are required to play in at least three of them. So Rory is deciding not to play in Hawaii, which means we're going to see him at the Heritage this year. I like it. He's going to take his Masters T2 and roll it <laughs> roll it into Harbortown. Let's go. Excellent news, but he is not in this field. Cuss was pointing out yesterday. I tried to explain to him why this would be a really terrible idea. He's like, why don't they just have the PGA Championship at Kapalua? I was like, I don't know if, uh, you know, towards the end of May in Hawaii in a remote location at a super easy course is essentially what the PGA of America is looking for from a major championship. That's just me. Maybe he's right on this one. I I don't get it. What is, what's like the logic of that take? And Cuss is a course snob and he's a major champ he considers himself like a major championship aficionado if they did that he would go on a 30 minute rant bashing it i feel i see i thought so too but he was like well the pga championship likes really easy courses i was like that really hasn't been the case in like seven eight years at this point they generally play pretty difficult tracks now they've kind of made that switch over where the winner's not going to win at minus 25 or something crazy like that it's been uh, the courses that the PGA Championship has gone to have been really nice courses, difficult challenges. And, I mean, just the logistics of getting to Hawaii is difficult anyway. Like, the PGA oh. Championship wants people to come and spend money at their event. As you just pointed out, Hawaii, very difficult to get to for people who just want to make this a thing that they go to. The population around Kapalua, not super high. And then you have to contend with the fact that you'd be watching the PGA Championship at, like, 1 a.m. on the East Coast. <laughs> You would. And that'd be interesting to see Noda Begay break out a ruler during the PGA championship. <laughs> so we have all of that. Um, I mean, he's he's been all over the map. Uh, yesterday, he was telling me how I, I gave him an over under. He told me that Travis Etienne probably had around a thousand yards receiving this year. And I gave him the over under of 295 and it was under. <laughs> 
We'll talk. I don't want to talk about Tim. I got to deal with him tomorrow, and I'm I'm gotta find good juju in my life to counterbalance what he's gonna try to do to me in the coming weeks, Pat. So. I know that that that's a tough scene. So tune into the Spread Pick Show still on Tuesday evenings through the remainder of the football season through the Super Bowl, and then we'll readjust the schedule a little bit. If people are wondering, research show that's already out. That comes out on Sundays. This show comes out on Mondays. Tambo and myself are doing the DraftKings show early on Wednesday morning, so that'll be available to everyone before lunchtime on Wednesdays as you start prepping for your lineups. And then, you know, Tuesday, Fantasy Golf Degenerates, Euro Picks, and then Thursday, is it Thursday and Friday? Yeah, Thursday night, Friday night on Mayo Media Network Live, the Run Pure Sports team headed by Tyler Tambellini is going to be doing showdown shows for round two and into round three as well. If you're looking to get in those showdown streets, it's going to be all live on Mayo Media Network for you, presented by our good friends at RunPureSports.com. You want to jump into the odds, or do you want to talk about the course a little bit? Because I, I do like this course. I think it's a fun course to start the year with. I don't know if I'd really like this in the middle of June, although it would be super hot in Hawaii, I assume. But just the, the layout of the course, the gigantic fairways. It's so easy to make birdies everywhere. I, it's a fun one to start the year with that I never need to think about it again. Yeah, and we're very familiar with it. And honestly, as I think about this event, I just my mind races back to last year, Pat, where it was Sunday morning and Rom and Cam Smith might have been tied and the books did not give a sh- like Cam Smith didn't even exist didn't even exist and I think he beat him by almost like a touchdown no he's wrong I think, I think he only ended up beating him by two because Matt Jones also Matt, remember the Matt Jones run like he played essentially like the third best performance of anyone all year and he came third in this tournament like Rom and smith were lights out all week last year yeah it's just very undulating and guys they they drive it right there it says driver wedge fest right that's all it's sort of uh become yeah and you can there's four short par fours Two of the par fives are reachable in two, although the eagle rate on five is above 2%. The eagle rate on number 18, the one that we all really remember, you can get to it in two. It's pretty difficult to make an eagle on number 18, especially with that Sunday pin placement down in the left where you'd really have to take on that gully that Harris English couldn't get it over, yet he still won anyway because Neiman decided not to practice for the playoff. But either way, uh, that's one that you can get to in two. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Even on the par fives, it's... Kind of, hey, let's lay up to whatever distance that we enjoy and just try to go pin-seeking. I remember even... Whoa, no, we do not want to install something on my computer right now. Are you sure? Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I just... Yeah. Just remember JT just breaking my heart out, just like chipping at everything to two feet. One year, I think, beating Patrick Reed in the playoffs. Xander comes here and crushes it. Uh, it just seems like the same sort of guys. My my question to you is, you know, sorry, it's maybe I could have done the research, but do newbies fare well here? No, they don't. Yeah. By and that's large. something I I just wanted to remind myself about because there are some tempting, there are some tempting options for some first timers or some shitty players compared to the guys at the top. I mean, to, 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 to go back and look at who's won at this course in the past, Cam Smith set the record 
last year at minus 34, which is just absolutely outrageous. And Rom ended up coming in second. I want to I want to go look at what he ended up finishing. He was minus 33. He only finished a shot back. Matt Jones finished two back with his Sunday 61. And then it was like, Cantley had a bad week. He was only minus 26 in fourth place. So it was Cam Smith. Harris English won in a playoff over Neiman at minus 25 the year before. Thomas, the first year after the course renovations where they did flatten some of the greens to have more pin placement options. He won at minus 14, but it was super windy that year. And that's the one defense this course can have is that it can get, I mean, there's weird elevation swings. There's no flat lie on any approach shot uh, on the fairway. Some of the greens are a bit flatter, but they're the biggest greens on the PGA Tour. So the three putt percentage is super high, but if the wind starts swirling, it can get kind of difficult. So you had Thomas at minus 14, Xander at minus 23, Dustin at minus 24, Thomas 22, Spieth minus 30, Patrick Reed minus 21. I feel like that's the year he came back and beat Jimmy Walker. We won that one, I think. That's how long we've Maybe. been doing this. 2015. You know, in hearing all of that, my greatest victory at this course was a loss. And that, this is going to sound crazy, and I don't advise this to anybody, but that Xander win, he came back bigly on Gary Woodland, I yeah. believe, on the Sunday. Who Woodland didn't even play poorly. Woodland, like, shot four or five on. He just got, Xander just went totally unconscious. And I took that Woodland in a windy Oceanside course as a reason that I'm going to go bet Gary Woodland to win the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And he did. That was good And news. he did. Because, and he did. Because he chipped, um, so he chipped everything loss. in. He made every putt for the only time in his career, and it really worked out. Yeah, but I if my that Gary Woodland Pebble Beach ticket was probably made the Sunday night of Gary Woodland losing while playing fantastic at Century. I love that. I love that for you. I wish I was on Gary Woodland. I know a lot of you and a lot of people were. I was not that year because my major track record has been abysmal recently. Unless Morikawa wins a major, I'm like not winning. Fortunately, he's won, what, th- two of them? Three of them now? Two of them? So that's been fortunate for me. Who? Has he won two or has he won three? Are we forgetting one? He, he won, won a P- PGA. He, he won, won the, the open. open. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they were embarrassing if I forgot one. They they, they were that was all coming out of COVID, so it was in that like condensed time frame. There was like six in a year or whatever it was, like in a twelve month span. He won two of them over that time and and challenge. He won the open. He won the open. Well, was it? I don't even the 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 tweet that he hated his irons on like the Tuesday. Yeah, hates the turf. Hates the links turf. Turns out it was fine. He hated how his irons were connect connecting the turf or going through the turf. There were new irons. He was a debutant. That was, yeah. I mean, as good as he is, that still kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Not I, like Phil, but yeah. I, I think it caught everyone off guard. So the course, uh, as we know it, since 1999, the plantation course at Kapalua, uh, 7,600 yards, par 73, which puts an overemphasis on par four scoring, to be perfectly honest with you. There's only three par threes, four par fours, thus the par 73. And it's pretty long, but it's deceptively long. Like these are the largest fairways on the PGA Tour, the largest greens on the the PGA Tour like if you're missing I, I think the field hits a like an 81% clip in terms of driving accuracy so you can really pad your driving accuracy numbers that's why I enjoy the fantasy national stat of fairways gained instead of driving accuracy because it just weights how you do against the field uh, so fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off to get the entire stat engine and lineup generator and you can build your own model inside of it and pick any date range that you want highly recommend by the way you got Bermuda grass greens but it's you know 
Oceanside Bermuda uh, in Hawaii. This isn't like being in Jacksonville kind of thing for Bermuda grass in Florida. So it's a little bit different. When we go to the top of the odds board, Rom, who finished second last year, is the betting favorite to win this year at DraftKingsSportsBook.com with Rory not playing. Rory was the favorite, but now Rom is the favorite. He's plus 650. JT is 9-1. to one. He's won this tournament twice. Patrick Cantlay, who puts up a good showing every single year at this event, is 10-1. to one. Scheffler's 10-1, to one, who can become the number one player in the world once again with a win because Rory isn't here. Xander's 11-1. to one. Finau is 18 or 14 to 1. Morikawa, Fitzpatrick, and Hovland are all 18 to 1. Those are all the names currently below 20 to 1 on the betting board. You'd have to think that the winner either comes from this bunch or just the next little bunch down. I've bet two of these guys, but I got better numbers on both of them, which I'm very happy about. Uh, yeah, I certainly expect. I sort of forgot when I made the comment that we're sort of picking from the same group of players, minus Rory and Liv guys, who are probably going to be deciding who wins the Masters. I totally spaced on the fact that there is a Masters Kapalua big time correlation over the years. Is there not as well? Oh, 100%. So the the ones that I've found, and it all kind of depends on the type of player that you are, like Pebble has been one that has popped a bunch because that's, it's funny because that one has the smallest greens. This one has the biggest greens, but it's essentially just a wedge fest. You need to hit things to 12 feet and make your 12 foot putts. So you've seen Spieth do well at Pebble. Augusta National and the other one is TPC Deer Run and I think that's only because you're not going to get a flat lie at Deer Run the issue becomes that those fields are always so weak that it's hard to pick and choose but Stricker won that three times Spieth has won it Zach Johnson's won it a bunch and Jonathan Bird have all won those since 2010 they've also won at this tournament as well so there has to be something to that I'm not just saying because you play well at TPC Deer Run you're gonna play well at Kapalua but it's interesting that those are four short hitters guys that you wouldn't expect to do well at a tournament like this have had success at both those and Augusta National very interesting so you said you've made two bets I'm gonna for sure guess one of them is Morikawa oh yeah 20 what did I get him at I got him at 20 to 1 20 to 1 yeah for Morikawa so that's a free and then uh, for you I'll guess JT no, Xander is the one. I still might bet Xander. I might just go three top of the board and just try to get a... I, I, you know, my goal for the year, Jeff, in 2023 is to hit the winner at every PGA event this year. You think that's doable? Is that like Tim's well, uh, perfect 30, 32 for 32 on predicting the first round of the NFL draft? <laughs> you can't. You got to bet this week to pull it off. So uh, you'll need a few tickets. I don't want chasing that dream... <laughs> I don't want your outright cards to look like cams, though. No, no, but I, I think this is one of the weeks where you can get away with just you know three good players if you really think it's going to come from the top of the board. Like the reason that I ended up with so many seconds last year, not enough outrights, is because I refused to believe that good players were winning every event. Yeah. I was like, no, no, this this seventy to one guy is most definitely going to win. No, he's going to come third. The good player is going to win. Like I, I got to adjust a little bit. Maybe I'm too late to adjust. Maybe it swings back the other way. I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that, but. I, I want to stick to like the 25 to one and below range here. And I, I the best number I can get on Scheffler or uh, on Xander right now is 12 to one. I don't hate that. If I went 12, 20, 22, that's not, you know, I mean, it's not the most profitable week in the world, but I want to win. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was thinking about a strategy kind of similar, but all the guys I'm looking at are all flirting with that 20. And, and I know I'm betting at least two, and I'm probably a sucker in golf's back, so I'm probably going to throw a third warm body on that um, pile as well. It's 
to your other point, we've spoken about it a bit. Long shot betters had to have gotten annihilated last year. Like unless you hit uh, KH Lee's back to back at Byron, you you're still waiting to hit a bet on PGA because Euro can be crazy. And I guess some things might've happened in the swing season, but uh, I, I like to bet on good players. I like to think the good players win. Um, I sometimes overexpose myself in that range under the 20 to one though, Pat, it's Tony fee now for me at a, at 18 to one. We'll start this thing off bigly for, for Tony. He's got three wins in his last seven starts. Do I worry a little Christmas? With uh, like twelve children, yeah, just seventy-eight children. That's gonna be that's very draining. I have two kids, and I was drained for a week. So why? But if, if no he, one would be no like he'd be pretty invigorated to to get out of the house, get to Hawaii, start the season off. Ah, uh, forgetting all the kid jokes. The other guys I like, I promise they're childless though. They're childless. Um, so maybe they got to practice and play a lot during the holidays. I love Fina. I love the course fit. He he. From 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 course comps to to the player comps of who's won here, he checks every mark for me. Eighteen to one feels like a uh, pretty fair number. Well, I got a eighteen. He was nine. Uh, he, he was nineteenth at this tournament last year. Thirty first the year before that. Ninth. I don't put much stock really into what players have done at this tournament before unless it's like the consistent you look at rom or you look at cantley like these guys finish inside the top 10 every single year and make a charge it's funny that neither of them have ever actually won this event but hideki was like that too for a really long time played this tournament really well that all of a sudden it kind of fell off the rails for him Uh, so uh finau seems like a different player at this point and getting those three wins in the last calendar year really kind of took everything out of play that we always thought about him. But now he's returning to his roots, a uh, a non-mainland USA tournament. Maybe he can go win this one. Yep. I, I do- like it. That's a bet I, I haven't made. I am. It's actually now that I stare at it. There's a 17 enhanced appears to be the highest available to me. But that is the name under 20. I do like the most. And. Yeah, you mentioned Xander. I, I obviously swum around that like a shark. It's Hawaii. He seems perfect for it. I could get there, but I don't. If I want to play three bodies, I don't know if I will. So, of those very top guys, Rom, Scheffler, Xander, Thomas, and Cantley, <laughs> those five seem to be on a separate tier. And then there's a gap to like the next five or six players. I like Xander the best. I mean, I. I like Rom the best, but uh, his odds would indicate that he is by far the best player here. Like there is a massive difference between 12 to one and seven to one in a betting market with 39 players and no cut. And the no cut again is really going to lean you towards the very top end players because there is a margin of error a little bit, unless Rom and Cam Smith, two great players decide to just play awesome all four rounds. You can have a hiccup or two. We've seen Xander do this a bunch of times in his career where he just has like one kind of crappy round, but you know, he, d- he doesn't miss the cut because the there is no cut then he's like 61 61 game over Scheffler is interesting just based on he can become number one player in the world again but he just hasn't been putting at all when he went through that stretch when he got the four wins and six events like the putter was fire and it was the first time in his career he had ever put anything like that together now it's kind of swung back the other way where he's just a disaster on the greens at the moment which was always the thing that we thought was going to hold him back and it had until he went through this hot run and all of a sudden boom win 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 major masters whatever I think that he's well-equipped ball striking. If he can just find the putter a little bit, I think he's good to go here. 
I yeah, it all sort of checks out for a perfect um Scheffler matchup here, all of what you said. I, I'm I don't mean to be cam and have to go like flip a chicken, but I just gotta go check on a screaming child. Just give me one one second. Run a promo. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I guess the difference between Scheffler and someone like Xander and even Cantlay at this point at this tournament is, listen, you never know when someone's going to putt well and someone's not going to putt well, but I have a bit more confidence that Xander and Cantlay are going to show up with the flat stick, don't you? I would, uh, and this could be silly as someone that kind of missed the whole Scheffler boat last year, despite drafting (laughs) him in fantasy. I don't think I ever got to enjoy any win. I always kind of felt like these things are finite. And once you miss the first couple, like how are these other ones coming for the purposes of Kapalua? I am still a sucker for, for Xander and Cantley over Scheffler. Okay. So Xander would be my preference because I hate betting on Cantley. Although I think he's one of the guys who's won me the most money over the years because he consistently wins. And Xander kind of had his breakthrough last year, too, where he actually strung a few wins together in consecutive weeks. It was like, oh my God, it's finally happened. All the players that we never thought were going to be able to do this ended up coming through. So I wonder if that will persist into the new year as well. But 12 to 1 is just pretty steep when there's other guys that I would like to bet. So let's jump down that next tier and get to the guys that I was talking about in terms of who I bet. You were correct. Morikawa is going to be one of them. He's never finished worse than seventh at this 
tournament. He's gone seventh, seventh, fifth in his career. Obviously, from where he has his Hawaiian ties, the Sony Open is more of his like. I mean, he can he can claim like San Francisco as a hometown. He's like Phil Mickelson. Like, there's like eight spots that he can claim as a hometown event. But he's very familiar with this course. He's very familiar uh, with the green speeds, and it's not like the ball striking became abysmal for him. It's just the putting every single week absolutely sunk him. So I'm hoping for his New Year's resolution that he said, you know what, I'm gonna putt well this year, at least putt well half the time instead of 15 percent of the time. If he can do that, I think we're in business. I hope that I am going to spin up to jump on that Morikawa roulette wheel at the perfect time. Uh, this might be it. I know a lot of people are just staying on it because law of averages, you feel like he's so due just based on who he is. I'm, I, I don't have a single bad thing to say. I can't talk down the pick at all. I'm just, I'm just not there. I'm just not there. I would rather bet on Victor Hovland, Pat. So here's the thing where where chipping is really irrelevant. If you've even got to bring out the wedge to be saving par, you're, you're done anyway. It doesn't matter. Like you're done anyway. That's irrelevant. We're we're off the mainland. If you want to play that area, uh, you know, he just won in Albany. He just I don't know. He, he's so perfect for me. He, he is. And I had the fourth pick in our draft last week and. Obviously, like there's a big three and even you could argue a big four. People would probably put Thomas in that. I so badly wanted to take Hovland, but I felt like that would be I just have to take a proven super elite. But I think Victor's winning three times this year. So I know my column hasn't been released on DK Nation yet, but I feel the same way. I bet Victor Hovland at 22 to one. Let's go. I never bet Victor, but a lot of it, I mean, not a lot of it has to do with the fact that he now has three slash four. He has three PGA wins and one PGA adjacent win. None of them have come on mainland USA. There's been one in Puerto Rico, two in Mexico, one in Bahamas. May as well add Hawaii to that list, too. This is the Justin Thomas game plan before he ended up breaking through uh, into being becoming a major champion and winning Was wherever. Was the first Thomas mainland win the major? It may have been Honda earlier that year. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I was there. I was there. He beat Luke List. Ah. Oh, yeah, it was a bad one. Damn. Is that the year that he did end up winning the PGA Championship later that year at Quail Hollow? I actually want to say he won the PGA Championship before that, Honda. Ah. I can effort this for you while we're here. Uh, Colin Morikawa. He was still 40, the- 50 to 1 to win that Honda, uh, that, that PGA pad. That's- he was not a, a, a short odd player that week. Uh, he won the PGA Championship in where the hell did that go? PGA. Where are you at PGA? 2017. He won. Yeah, he won Kapalua in Sony in Hawaii, and then he won the PGA Championship, and then he went to Boston, I want to say, and just started cleaning up. He won Honda the next year. Well, I hope Victor wins mainland before a major this year, but it makes perfect sense that he will be exactly JT and the first mainland wind is in May at the PGA Championship. I, I do agree with you, though. Like last year, when you go and look at his overall numbers, he lost 6.2 strokes around the green in this event. That's why he finished, I think, T29 or something like that. But you're right. If you have to, you listen, you can be in contention and chip yourself out of this tournament. 
that can happen. Although the green regulation rate on these gigantic greens is absolutely through the roof. Uh, his putting has vastly improved. And that's why I think that he's actually a pretty strong play here is that he makes a lot of the seven footers, the 11 footers. Like he's making that at such a higher clip than he did like three years ago. And the chipping, while it's still not good, was vastly improved last year because it vacillated between being the worst on tour and like pretty good, like tournament to tournament. He has a lot of like plus three, plus four, plus two and a half to complement his minus eights and minus nines. Like, you know when he's got it going bad and usually when he's got it going bad is when his irons aren't firing. So if you're trying to get the optimal version of Victor Hovland, which you would want and need to win a tournament of an elite field, then he needs to be driving it well. He needs to be making his 10-foot putts. He needs to be hitting his irons well. Three things I actually have confidence that he's going to do so I think it's not that he's mispriced at 22 to 1 just I thought that he would be like 16 to 1 I don't okay I really like that final point to me he's mispriced to me he's mispriced he, he's, uh, he's mispriced rel- in, I think he's mispriced relative to what the rest of the odds are on the board but in actuality he's probably still overpriced at 22 to 1 okay you are smarter than I because once again that's 100% correct I don't think Rom like even in a field this small, like to me, the guys at the back don't pay enough. The guys at the front don't pay enough to win any golf bet. I know this field's smaller, but anytime we make a bet on a guy to win a tournament with a hundred plus people in it, I never feel like we're getting enough. Even if I'm picking a guy at eight to one, he should be 18 to one. The guy at 60 should be 120. But like I always stress, I do this for fun and I enjoy it. So I'm okay giving a little thing to the house to play the game because I love doing it and I have fun and do it responsibly within my means. Love Victor Hovland. uh, All in, all in. Any number like this, even in full fields, I don't know how I'll be able to resist. So to to, 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 to kind of clarify what I'm saying here, I just did like the implied like handle of what all the books are offering right now. So like you have Rom at seven, Justin Thomas at nine, and then you translate that into win equity. So you have Patrick Cantlay at 10 to one. Does he have a 10% chance of winning this tournament? Well, maybe, but of the top 11 players on the board, there's 104% win equity baked into them. So they're taking like 200 to 250% handle on this. That's what I mean. Like when I, I think that his odds are obviously they're lower than everyone else's. And I think that he's very comparable with Finau and Morikawa. I think that they're more fair than most of the players that you're getting in this tournament. Yeah. Especially from the group of players that we've decided we want to the pocket that we're going to bet from. He seems quite fair. Yes. No, no, absolutely. So it's Morikawa and Hovland for me. That those are going to be those are the two that I have money on already. Those that's the route that I want to go with this week. Do you have any like? Do you have interest in like Sungjae has been really good at this tournament. Yes, he, he led T to green two years ago and couldn't make a putt and ended up coming fifth last year. I think. Uh, let's see, was it fifth? Where are you at, Sungjae? Oh, I, I move move my sheet here. Where's Sungjae? Sungjae has played this tournament twice. He's come eighth and fifth. Like someone like Tom Kim, I actually do have interest in it. Twenty seven to one. It's just, it's, listen, it's hard to win anyway. It's hard to win as a first-timer. But he kind of fits that, hey, I'm going to hit my wedges really close and make every putt, because he does that. Uh, I really like Sungjae this week. Uh, I I was able, it's 22? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was able to get. So I have bet Sungjae this week. You've mentioned the past performance. I think the year as a whole, he's due for something enormous. 
Do you want to talk about any of these other guys before we drop down and maybe try to find some value or at least some guys that we like, names that we like? Uh, yeah, I can definitely play that game. Okay, let's play that game. Sorry. Let's let's let's. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a you can get Will Zalatoris as high as thirty five to one. Coming off injury, do you like that? But it's been a really long time. Like, I don't know how full throttle he's been going in practice. Like, it was a real... He got hurt. He missed the end of the FedEx Cup off his win and the and the President's Cup. Like, he he put in a full rehab. So, I think at 35-1, to 1, it's worth a shot. I thought the same thing. Potentially. Potentially. Someone... <laughs> and. I'm naked to a lot of information, I guess, as we're just starting the season. Someone can make a great point that could talk me off or on to a lot of things. But 35 to 1, Willie Z, I can you can assume he's healthy because he's playing. Maybe. Why would he play in such a muck muck if he's not healthy? I, I don't know how the rules work for the elevated tournaments and the guys that have to play in them to retain their status. I don't quite understand that or how oh, that works. Yeah. So he might just be like, yeah, I'll hit a shot. I'm out of here. See you later. I doubt that's the case. I mean, he's been off for four months. I would guess that he's probably nearing full health. That, that's not really, I mean, that's part of the issue. I don't just, we haven't seen any of these guys in ages, but we especially haven't seen Will Zalatoris in ages. And the injury was bad enough that he couldn't play in the Ryder Cup, which, you know, you think that he would probably want to Presidents. play in, or the President's Cup, sorry, that he would want to play in that and try to gut it through, and he just wasn't able, his body wasn't able to hold up. So I'm still curious to see where he's at right now, but realistically, unless he became like Superman with a putter over the course of the last four months while he's been injured, do you really think that Will Zalatoris is going to go out there and win a minus 29 tournament? Like, these aren't the tournaments where I like Will Zalatoris. Right. He can get to minus 21 and come fourth or something like that. I want Will Zalatoris where the winning score is going to be minus nine. Okay, you're right. To play Will Zalatoris this week, you're almost negating his strengths like relative to the field. Correct. And that kind of seems silly. See, we got it. Thank you. I love it. It's Monday morning. Talking me through things. <clears throat> Those are all very good points, as well as the final score. Because I, I, at courses we've been to, we know who wins. It's usually a specific player profile. And winning scores help us indicate who can win. And if you take an early look at conditions, not that I'm really that guy, but it does seem like it's going to be another beautiful week and they're going to cross 30 well, or 20. They're going to flirt with it once um, once again. So, yeah, just a little, little back and forth discourse. I am off. I am off Will Zalatoris. Maybe going in front of the 30 to some of the bigger Sam Burns numbers or Spieth. Uh, potentially, but I don't know. We we might be out of my comfort zone already for for the century, Pat. It's funny. It's, I mean, there's one guy from down below that I do. There actually, there's two guys from this range that I do have interest in, from like the twenty to fifty style. I did want to talk about Sam Burns for a second because when you go and look at Sam Burns's victories, are they that dissimilar from what we project from Will Zalatoris? Hey, he won the Valspar, I guess minus seventeen. Actually, that's wrong. Minus twenty two. Minus 17 for the Valspar again, and then minus nine. I just always, he always strikes me as someone who's, again, maybe not going to go win a birdie fest, although he is a pretty good putter. It kind of goes up and down. I, I have interest in him. I just, I, I don't get a good feel for where he's at right now. Like, I think I like him more than the Sung Jays and like him more than Tom Kim. Because uh, 
when it comes down to it, when you have to make this many birdies, you do want someone who can putt. And I've already taken Morikawa, who objectively cannot putt, and Hovland, who's like 50-50. Burns at least putts. Yeah, Burns putts, and Burns, you would try. If Burns was head-to-head versus Scheffler versus Shoffley versus Rom, you would trust him. Like, you would trust that he he's will be fine in that spot, too. And that might sound silly to some people, but in an event with this sort of field, that's important to me because it's impossible, in my opinion, as I sit here on Monday morning, to think anyone from behind the pack is going to win without having to taste smoke from this group of super elites um, as well. I... I don't. I mean, I I said Burns out loud because he's a name I trust, but I'm not. I'm not betting it. I don't have the betting case. But I. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cam, Cam Young's at twenty to one as well. Like when you can get Hovland at twenty two, or you can bet Cam Young at twenty. I think everyone's just going to bet Hovland, myself included. Like I would have interest in Cam Young if he was down where Spieth and Hideki were, not where he's at right now. I would have to agree. He seems to be a guy the books don't want you to bet. They're not really giving you an opportunity because they're surrounding you with guys who who do have a ton of win equity. Even right behind him are, are M and Burns. Um, it does seem like a good little place to get your first win uh, in terms of the type of event. Like it's it's not a pressure event. You're 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 with all sort of the other big players. But I kind of asked you at the top because I did think about him briefly this morning about um, first timers, and he would have to qualify in that. Well, we uh, I'm, I, and also twenty to one. I I'm not making that bet. No, I mean now when we get into this other range of players, it's more Sam Burns, Cam Young, Tom Kim, Spieth, Hideki, Homa. Zalatoris, Aaron Wise, Adam Scott, Seamus Power, Thigawa, Harmon, Corey Connors, Russell Henley, Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel has been a train wreck at this tournament every year since his debut in like 2014. He was good that year. He's been awful ever since. Then you're into like the Keegan Bradley type range. So of all of those guys, the two that I actually had interest in, I was in on Spieth before Cus said he was going to make him his one and done. Maybe because he can't officially make him his one and done. Maybe that means Spieth wins this week, and then Tim can't take credit for it, which would be very much up Tim's alley. But the two names, weirdly enough, after I did the research show, everything kept pointing to Brian Harmon, which I do not like. Oh, okay. I was alive last year. Like, I watched (laughs) the golf. Barely. You're right. I had knee surgery. You're right. You're right. And between, like, uh, weed painkiller comas for a couple months because of those multiple surgeries, maybe I missed some things. In preparation for our draft and, and seeing and just, you know, wanting to make sure I don't miss anybody while still making an embarrassing pick, um, it was kind kind of felt unavoidable seeing how high brian Harmon was ranked was jarring to me jarring and not just in one ranking pretty much across the board how high he is ranked and maybe that's like a plot along fantasy golf ranking like he never has to win he just plots along the season plays a lot finishes 14th and 7th and does everything you need for a season-long contest i don't care i'll not bet him one time I think of all the guys at the deeper odds, he's the only one I can really point to who 
maybe a top five bet or maybe a top four bet this week because it's the shrunken I'd field. rather mm. but like he's come third he's played this tournament twice he's come 17 he's come third uh the best iron performance of his career came when he won at tpc deer run at the john deere classic and we know when the putter gets going he makes them all <laughs> Okay, that is fair. I'd I'd be more inclined to eat it a bit and bet on Seamus Power. I can see it. Another really good par four player. I don't know. I just I would also I, I feel I, I do feel and although he I mean he only has the one win that I can really think of. Or did he win or did Pat Perez win that? That when the off brand year of Wells Fargo. Yeah, he won Wells Fargo against like Dustin and all those guys uh, the week, the year that the PGA Championship was at Quail Hollow or the Ryder Cup was at Quail Hollow, whenever it was. And they played the Wells Fargo at that other course that was really hard. And he ended up outrunning DJ and whatever down the stretch. At least I've seen him contend with the big names. Usually he falls short, whether it be US Opens or PGA Championships. I've seen Harmon do that against elite players. Not saying that Seamus Power can't do it. I've just never seen it. Like when he wins, he beats up on like Jabroni Fields. All fair points. Um, did we give any credence to Hideki that, this week? That was the. Or other are we thing. just going to wait for him to play bad and his numbers to the numbers we might be able to catch on Hideki if he doesn't start the year strong? Pat might be pretty huge, dude. I'm looking at it right now. That enhanced win you were talking about, thirty-eight. He's the same number as Seamus Power, thirty-eight to one. He is the one that I wanted to bring up because he had this track record at this course for the longest time where he should have won like three years in a row and just didn't. Now, maybe that's indicative of why you shouldn't play him. So he came third, second, and fourth uh, over a stretch of three starts in four years. And he didn't play for two years. He's come back with a 13th and a 41st. He's not playing good golf. But do we just say, fuck it, these these odds are just too good? Maybe. In sort of the roundabout way, I feel way better about this having talked through it and the potential win possibility than I do the Zalatoris Me too. situation that, that I brought up a few minutes previous. Should, should we give any credence to Max Homa? Just throwing that out there. A guy who perpetually wins. Wins. He's coming in with his baby swag. First official usage of baby swag for Max. I don't know. I am still like a, a, I love Max Homa. He should be commissioner of the tour. I mean that. They should use him more than they do. Um, All that being said, I feel like I would rather eat three points and bet Sungjae. Eat three points and bet eat uh, more uh, Hovland. Like, I don't know the guys. I, I, I really I mean, want to bet. What are you? What are you seeing? I mean, I'm seeing home as as low as 35. Oh, sorry, I was looking at that as 25, but you're right. So I got to take that back. 35 to one. I don't mind Max Home. It might actually be a stronger bet than Hideki. I don't know. I see. I don't know. That's the thing. I, I would like to kind of get in might on be. one of these 30 guys, but I feel like we're hitting the edge of guys who can really win. Like, I think that Hideki can win this tournament. I think that Homa can win this tournament. I think that Spieth can win. Do you really think that like Adam Scott can win this tournament? Or Shame, like even Seamus Power. I, I know I threw out Brian Harmon, and maybe that is a better top 10, whatever it is bet. But like we're going to get to a threshold here of guys that I just don't think have a chance. Yeah, no, we're probably at that threshold. I mean, you could think you could, you know, think Henley pops early, but he's not going to pop versus this field. Um, and to your point about Adam Scott, I know you're a friend of uh, the uh, Odds Checker family now. Well, I'm staring at that grid. 
he seems to have um, some crazy discrepancies. I'm seeing an Adam Scott as high as 60 to one, as low as 28. Yeah, six, but again, it goes, six, 60 sounds right to me. 28 sounds outrageous. <laughs> Um, yeah, and even the 40s that are that seem to be the uh, baseline for Scott this week seem a little high in sort of, am I wrong to say it's sort of like Will Zalatoris? His strength kind of feels neutralized in this event. What I mean, when was the last time that Adam Scott truly put on an elite performance? I don't have the answer, but if you know, I was quite bullish on him last year, and I don't want to go down. I don't want to be pot committed this year. He is still, he is still, and I guess the odds would show he's probably the favorite in this, but last year, I don't think he was. So I'm sticking to it, but I'm also sticking to it because I said it last year. Of all the older guys, and I don't know what quantifies as older, um, he, to me, is still the most likely to give her and bring home a, a trophy, be it a um, what, a premier series event or golf smack a major. Of all the older guys, he is still the one that I would believe in the most. He hasn't won on the PGA Tour since before the pandemic, and he won that Genesis and that like crazy seven-way field. And the best finish he's had, the only time he truly had a chance to win. Like, he missed a three-footer. Missed a three-footer in the six-man playoff at the Wyndham, and Kevin Kisner ended up winning. Like, he's, had <laughs> some, he's had some good performances. Like He was fourth at Genesis last year. He was nowhere near that lead. It was Cam okay. Young, yeah. Neiman, and Morikawa drop off. Adam Scott came fourth. A lot like when you look at Patrick Cantlay's fourth at this tournament last year. He was he was never in contention to win the tournament. Okay, you're right. So he sneakily had some good finishes, but he never actually contended. And the moment you ever thought he would contend, he d- would do something stupid anyway. So maybe win it, like the win in that big event is probably a little too overblown. But I still... I'm just classifying him in the, of all the older players, to me, he's got the best chance. And the odds and the fact that he's here would probably even indicate that. I don't mean this week. I mean, like, to have the best season of older players. Listen, if you want to bet him in majors, I'm for that. Because his odds will be depreciated in those. You're going to get him between like 75 to 100 to 1 in most of those circumstances. And I do, I agree with you. Like when he flashes his upside, you still see it. It's just he's never been able to put it in the past two years all on the same page in the same tournament. You see these spike putting weeks. He's actually a pretty decent putter at this point until you ask him to make a three-footer to win a tournament. Then the guy fucking can't, hit the, can't even hit the hole at that point. But you see these spike iron performances. The driving has been bad for him. That is something that has kind of gone away, which used to be sort of his bread and butter when he was a great player. Not to, say that, to, see- not to say that he couldn't get it back for four rounds, pair it with some irons and putting, and then he's off to the races. But just his, his max lift right now is a lot more difficult. But I would agree with you of like the 40-plus players. I mean, he's got to be one of the best ones, if not the best one right now. Yeah, so Adam Scott, the actor, is 49. Um <laughs> That's what came up first, and I guess that makes sense. Adam Scott, the golfer, is 42. I was curious to see, because, like, Webb Simpson? How old do you think Webb Simpson is? 40? 38? 37. So, yeah. Webb Webb Simpson's my age. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so... You're right. Oh, my God. We're so old. Like, it's so weird. We've been doing the show. This is year nine of our show. We we met as... We've known each other 
a decade now, by the way, uh, since the first day that we sat down next to each other in the office. We've been doing this fucking show for almost a decade. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're fre- right. fresh face youngsters when the show started. <laughs> you know, we're, yeah, beaten down two kids later. Yeah. Uh, I thought Adam Scott, or sorry, I thought Webb was a little was a little older. I'm just trying to find like players who Harris English is he around forty? I guess like who's Adam Scott's peers? Like Tiger Woods, right? Yeah, I don't mean like in terms of talent, but just age S- and that, S- that group. Sergio is the name. Like Sergio and Scott, I've always seen as like peers, but Sergio's not around anymore. Yeah, Sergio Scott Kucher would be in that. Um, yeah, Kucher's like Kucher sne- might be a little older. No, Kucher's actually. sneakily like twenty three years old. He just looks like he's sixty. <laughs> I have no idea how um, old he is. How old is Harris English? Born in eighty nine. Good lord, he's only thirty three. Fuck. How old's Kevin Kisner? Like these are the names. Like Adam Scott is a better player than all of these guys. But Adam Scott was also a tremendous player in his early twenties. He's just been he's around. Number one for, in the world. Yeah, he he goes out and wins the players. He wins the Masters. I mean, that was in. It, you, you forget Rose that Rose and Day are pro are like his probably group, right? Yeah, and Sergio. Yeah, like we yeah. we lump Sergio with Tiger, but he's younger than Tiger because he did the same thing Scott did. And Rose did it too. Like Rose, we first heard of Rose when he was what sixteen or seventeen when he was an amateur at the Open. You're right, and Rose and uh, Rose is forty two as well, so they're the they're the same age. Yeah, just even to look at this field, I'm trying to think of like who would be in the same age range. Is he the oldest guy? Shez Reeves forty one. <laughs> Jason Day's thirty four. Pat, I mean, are you like forty? Are you serious? He's only thirty four. Yeah. Good lord, people! Why do people love Jason Day every single year? I don't know. We talked about it on the on our season preview show. How he is a perfect sort of dichotomy for the one way traffic of Masters odds. Yes. Um, would, would Would it shock you to learn that Finau is three years older than Hideki? No, because Hideki, like we met Hideki sort of like Rose, so young that we always joked even nine years ago that Hideki will feel like an old man. He's going to be 31. He is like Hideki is the same age as Cantley, Rom, Xander, Justin Thomas, Spieth, all of these guys. Seb Straka, 29 year old Seb Straka. Like Keegan Bradley's only fucking 36 years old. <laughs> A lot younger yeah, it's, than we think in our minds cr- how old these guys are. Yeah, crazy. And as we've said it, like Neiman will be another one because, um, you know, we meet them at 18. Even Fowler, you know, we met him so young that um, they're not as old as we think, although Ricky is now old. He's all right. He's old. He's a, no, he's not already. Right. He's only like 33, isn't he? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Me- member of the Pat Mayo fantasy golf season long team, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, he's 34. Hey. When you pick Ricky to win an event, it won't take much to twist my finger. After I listen, I, I banked all that money not betting on Ricky for years. Now, now it's the time to flip it around and, and jump on board. Who is the youngest player? I mean, Tom Kim's obviously the youngest guy in this field, I would have to guess. Right? Tom, yeah, Tom Kim's 20. The second youngest guy, I believe, is Sung Jay at 24. Probably. That, that it, sounds like it makes sense. Or Hovland? Uh, Hovland's 25, Cam Young is 25, Thigala is 25, and Morikawa is 25. 
Scheffler's 26. Scheffler, Scheffler doesn't look like he's 40, but he's shocking. Not that there's a field yet, Pat, but who do you think, like, what sort of odd do you think we have next week on Sahith? If he even shows half decent pulse this week. It depends on who's playing, right? Like, if Tom, I mean, if Tom Kim plays, Tom Kim, that is a tournament for Tom Kim. The Sony? I would hope, I would hope, um, how many of these top guys are you expecting to stick around? Because they never do. Justin used to. Does he still? We, Thomas might. Xander might. Hideki Mor- won last year. H- Hideki and Morikawa will play. Because Morikawa has the Hawaii ties. He generally plays the Sony. And then you might get a Finau. You'll probably get Sungjae and Tom Kim. You'll probably get Cam Young. You'll, and then you'll get all of the other guys that we haven't talked about. You'll get Hoagie and Connors and Aaron Wise and Svensson and J.J. Spawn and Trey Mullinex. All those guys are playing next week. And usually, yeah, would, outside of, I think it was last year. No, because Hideki ended up winning, didn't he? And he played in the Tournament of Champions. There was one year where it didn't happen, where the guy who won Sony didn't play the Tournament of Champions. But it's almost like clockwork every single year that if you play in this tournament, you're essentially on the short list of guys who can win next week. If you're one of these young guys without kids, like, how are you just not taking your girl and, like, we're going to play the Sony? No, like, you, you, you take your girl you take, you take your girl to Kapalua and be like, hey, let's stick around for seven days. Who the fuck cares about the Sony? <laughs> You're sorry. <laughs> yes. You've just played in the automatic payday century tournament of champions. Let's stay in Hawaii a week, but we ain't playing that freaking golf tournament. You're right. I take that back. There's one player we did not talk about at all. Uh, can I can I guess who it is and why you want to bet him? And it's Corey Connors and you forget that he can't putt. No, it's not. I was talking about more of the better players. Although Pat, I've seen a lot of steam. And sort of seeing other people's season preview content for that, uh, the Corey Connors major of guys 50. To, I don't know. The odds are so fair, unfair. Um, although there are Sung J like 50s for, say, the PGA. I might bet that this week. I didn't bet it after our preview show. I might go bet that. A lot of our English golf fans were in an uproar that Maddie Fitzpatrick did not even get a vote and he got like a 20. Only 20 seconds on like a full show TV show spectacle for I don't English athlete of the year or or I don't know what the actual designation is, but it's a it's um look pals. They make a way bigger deal about that award than say we do in Canada about the Naismith. It's uh, it's award. A, it's actually called the Lou Marsh Award. Oh yeah. Sorry, the Lou Marsh. Yeah, because they, the- they make a way bigger deal about it there than we do. I mean, uh, the prob- prob- a- after watching to see who's won the Lou Marsh Award over the years, I can kind of get that. Like, listen, I-, I don't like hockey, but the fact that, like, Crosby didn't win it for 12 consecutive years is outrageous. He was the best player in the world at the... He was the best player in the world in the sport that Canadians care about. That seems outrageous to me. Like, I'm glad Joey Votto won it one year. Or when Nash won an MVP of the NBA that he won it. Like, that's great. But, like, Crosby winning the points title in the Stanley Cup, I'm sorry, beats like that figure skater who came third and won. Pat, one year they gave it. Uh, uh, this could, uh, No, don't say embarrassing. it. Yeah, it did. No, I have to say it. They gave it to John Cornish, a Calgary Stampeders <laughs> CFL running back. Like, I get you at an amazing record-setting year in the CFL, but if there's like a tight end from Canada in the NFL, he should get it ahead of you that makes any sense i agree it, it, it's a really <laughs> stupid award but it, it, it would be tough 
I mean, Lewis Hamilton didn't win this year. I assume Lewis Hamilton cleans up this award in Britain. But in a World Cup year, especially, and we had the Euro last year, and the English made the final, that I just assumed it was a soccer player. I don't even know who won. I know our golf friends, our golf friends were insulted um, for for it. But yeah, I don't know. He's under 20 to 1. He's kind of the only golfer's name we didn't mention. Yeah, but um, I, I, I feel yeah. a lot like him, like I do about Zalatoris. I, I know he's won some of these like shootouts on the Euro Tour, like the Nordia Masters or whatever, but he's usually by far the best player in those fields. I mean, right. one of the three. Let me like, bet him really at Bay Hill, players. not Kapalua. Yes, is that, yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make. I want him in a harder tournament rather than a wedge and putt fest. Although he's good at both those things, it just he doesn't seem to win them. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's a fair point, especially like they're all good. Just yeah, and he feels neutralized. Let me bet Tony Fee now in Victor. I'll bet the guys I like over him. Adi- additionally, did he hit like the big nut shot of the year? That bunker shot was that the was that the best shot of the year? It might have been in terms of moment. Yeah, yeah, he did. And they were just replaying that the other day on Golf Channel, Pat. Every time, how well, oh, how well Zalatoris played <laughs> and putted. Oh, I'm happy for Matt. I'm happy. For Fitz Matt. made that fucking bomb on like 13 or 14, whatever it was. I had Zalatoris and Scheffler to win. Like that was a real kick in the nuts. That was, that was a really devastating one because it looked like Scheffler. I think he came out like birdie, birdie, par, birdie to start the final round. I was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to finally cash some of the Scheffler money. And now Matthew Fitzpatrick is the one to come and slap me in the face and take my money out of my pocket. So that was a ton of fun. Every time I've tuned into these, like every time that I've tuned into Golf Channel for one of these t- replay tournaments, like I got to watch the Zurich the other day. That was a lot. Of, like, do we even need to show this fucking tournament? I got to relive... Burns and Horschel not being like getting within a shot of Xander and Cantley and then absolutely fucking blowing it. I was like, oh God, I'm getting PTSD from all these fucking terrible bets I made. No, I got lucky. I've actually, you're right. It's all like luck. What time you stumble on, you get the worst tournament, you get the best tournament. I still can't believe there's only, that's the only golf course in the world, Pat. Sorry, in the world. That's wrong. It's the only golf course in America. Where Matthew Fitzpatrick, when he needed it, his game didn't abandon him, right? Because he won his, they made a big deal. He won his amateur there and he won the U.S. Open there. Every other time Matt Fitzpatrick is contending on the PGA Tour, what he does the best abandons him and magic. So, yeah, I lost the bets that day too, but in hindsight, I'm I'm happy for him. Don't do it again this year, though, buddy, because I'm not betting Matthew Fitzpatrick at 22 to 1 to win the big golf tournaments when I rather just waste my money on Hovland. Any long shots that you think that we should discuss? Because I don't, I don't even know how. Yeah, I I don't really. Like for placing? I don't... No, not even for placing. Like, do you see any of these guys finishing in the top five? I'm sure one of them will, but do you have, like, a lean towards any of them? I I would just pick Poston, because he can putt and played well at John Deere. That would be my only reasoning behind it, and I'm not going to do it. I don't even know. Mackenzie Hughes? Because he's he's Canadian? No, I, I, I don't even... My brain doesn't even register these guys this week. Hoagie's been playing well, but really, is there that big of a difference between, I mean, you said you like Seamus Power. Is there really that big of a difference between Seamus Power and Tom Hoagie? 
No, and despite the silliness and green size, you did make a pebble comp. Yeah, which we've seen it. We've seen these short hitters who play well at pebble do well with this course for reasons unknown. Like wedge, mm. Wedges and putting. That's a, that, that's, rather, another, that's a fucking another one that I forgot about when Hoagie made that stupid putt on 17 at Pebble to cost Spieth the win. Oh, my God. I ha- I can't complain about that. I, I know frog. you had it. Horn frog. What do you do? Frogs? Frogs up? I don't know what they... They got some... I might have just butchered that. Uh, you think I know from the Ladanian years. Uh, no. I, I, I The highest I'm going is that... Is that um, Homa or or Hideki. That's the highest I will go this week. Okay, let's get to the quick picks. Hey, we got an hour out of the Tournament of Champions. Good. Bodes well for the rest of the season. I think we're just excited to talk about golf. So reminder to everyone, play in the gigantic, huge, one-and-done tournament on fantasygolfchampionships.com. If you tweet me your entry, the screenshot of it, you're eligible for another free entry because you can have up to five of them. Hell, fill out four, send one in, and see if you can get in the draw. So I'm going to give out the first winner on Wednesday, and then we're going to figure out a different way to encourage people to play because we need people to sign up for this so it fills. All right, and we're over half full already, which is a good pace, better pace than last year, and then it filled by like Tuesday of next week before the Sony. So I... I'm, you know, I'm always worried that this stuff won't fill. The listeners league is also down in the description as well for DraftKings. Two bets I've made so far: Morikawa twenty to one, Victor Hovland twenty-two to one. I'm thinking of also including Xander Shoffley at twelve, or some combination of like Spieth, Hideki, Brian Harmon, like two of those guys. Because I mean, actually, all oh, three of those guys would equal one. Xander size bet based on the odds, but I probably only take two of them. I want to do something with Harmon. I don't think it's going to be to win, but I did see this head to head. It's funny because we were talking about it. There's a Brian Harmon versus Seamus Power head to head, and Seamus Power is a minus 120 favorite, and Brian Harmon's even money. Maybe I'll expect the even money Brian Harmon. Yeah, I don't mind that, despite me making a case potentially for Seamus if I had to look a little farther down the board. Um, for me, the bets that are in uh, the Hovland 22 and Sungjae 23, both on the enhanced um, win win numbers. And I'd like to play a third guy. It's either going to be Finau or Xander. Uh, I, I thought Finau, you did play Xander. Finau. Maybe I Finau or Xander and maybe I just abandon them all and just expose a little less and take that Hideki number. We shall see, but Hovland and M, they're in those bets, 22, 23 to 1. I, I like them even up as at 20 to 1. They're good bets to me. Okay, that will do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience, I have my column up on DKNation.com. Obviously, I'll be back on Wednesday with Tambo breaking down the DraftKings side and giving out the final bets. The newsletter will be out on Wednesday afternoon as well with those final bets. And hey, you can go play in the one and done, right, Jeff? Call a friend. Enter in the one and done. Yeah, call a call a friend, and it'll um, you know, it'll you'll talk to your friend more in the year. You'll have reason to just yuck it up on the phone. You got to make a pick. I, I don't know. I like that. Yeah, encourage community by playing in a one and done together. I know that Cust and our two other friends always put in an entry or two, and then they just fight about it all week. It, 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 they actually have their own group chat for it. It gives them something to fight about. Yeah, and I'm not here to tell you how to, like, skirt laws and everything. I'm just saying if you live in Ontario and happen to have a friend or family that you have a general enjoyment of golf, a a like-minded enjoyment of golf, call them up, say, let's enter this thing. 
together. Done. Easy. You're in. He's in. Let's go. The show went over an hour just so Pat can tell you to bet Morikawa, who he bets every week anyway. That is the, and I'm the, telling the, you the, the thesis statement of the show. <laughs> and I'm telling you Hovland and Finau. And I think I'm going to have a Sung J.M. addiction this year because I truly expect of guys not in the top 10 to sort of jump through it. Sung Jay, 2023. Who ends up with more wins, Tom Kim or Sung Jay? I don't even want to verbalize a negative thought about Tom Kim, but I'll ride, I'll fade the public and say Sung Jay. I don't know. I think it's Tom Kim. Is that Kim. crazy? No, I just, I think that Tom Kim is going to show up. I mean, I know Sung Jay shows up everywhere too, but that sort of, I mean, we saw him do it at the Wyndham. Right. And where else did he win? Didn't he win Shriners or something like that? Anyway, yep. you have Sony, Heritage, Colonial, the Wyndham, like all those tournaments baked into one or like the same sort of style tournament. We know he can win at one. He can basically do like the Webb Simpson slam. And then I think that Tom Kim is super live for the players. Yeah. And as long as Liv doesn't overwhelm us with taking more bodies, they'll be okay. Because you can't buy the magic. Tom Kim, that magic just showed up. This year, Taylor Montgomery, magic. She's setting course records down at Shadow Creek on the weekend. I did not see that. No, I, I'm not up to what Taylor Montgomery does in his off time. I assume he owned a Montgomery. I follow market. Rick Gaiman's Twitter feed. That's it, all it takes. <laughs> I was, was Rick there? I know Rick's in Vegas. He's not going to be there when I'm in Vegas, though. We can't play together again this year. He's going to be at the Riv. Oh. That is a nice consolation. Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, I would probably want to do that too. And Rick, Rick's got all his like big time friends. Like we're just friends with like golf degenerates. Rick's got like real golf friends, like Victor Hovland. Yeah, because <laughs> Rick's a clean cut, nice, legit guy. The rest of us are just scumbags. The easy way to look at it. Uh, Rick has a one and done as well, too. It's 100 bucks to play single entry. You can find the info on that at Rick Run Good uh, on his Twitter feed if you're looking for more to play in, because everyone's always looking for more. If you got one entry, you go get three more, okay? I'm going to put in my five here coming up. I only got one in so far. I'll be giving away the free entry on Wednesday. Again, join that, fantasygolfchampionships.com. Smash the like, sub to the channel while you're here, and give us a fresh rating and review on Apple Podcast for the start of the new season. You want the stats and tools in the lineup generator? Easy fantasynational.com slash mayo. For Jeff, Paul, I'm Pat Mayo. We'll see you next time. Experience! Sorry, sorry. I'll I'll put in the ad break and then I'll put in bars and tones. It's all right. Sorry, it's a holiday. My wife had to run out. We're fine. Sorry. It's okay. I don't know if we're stopped or, or running. I'm... All right, I'm just going to jump back into it. Okay, sorry. <laughs>